0: Six. Good evening team. Welcome back to Sports Fix with me, Ben Cullen. He did it. It seemed like an impossible task after such dominance in the 1990s and early 2000s. But Lewis Hamilton has broken Michael Schumacher's win record. He did it at the Portuguese Grand Prix last weekend. Hamilton dropped to third in a manic two laps that ended with McLaren leading, but Hamilton fought back and took the lead on lap 20. From there, he dominated and took his 92nd career Grand Prix victory. Hamilton received a standing ovation from the socially distanced crowd before celebrating with team members and then a long embrace with Father Anthony. Hamilton said he owed it all to his Mercedes team, adding, I could have only dreamed of being where I am today. Congratulations, Mr. Hamilton. You are now officially the GOAT of F1. UFC 254 saw Khabib Nurmagomedov extend his perfect professional record as he retained his lightweight title. The Russian Mauler defeated interim champion Justin Gaethje with a second round triangle choke to claim his 29th victory and unified the £155 title. Following his win, he took fans and media by surprise when he announced his retirement from the sport with a record of 29-0. It was believed that he would chase a 30th bout, possibly a super fight with UFC legend George St-Pierre. But Khabib stated his mother asked for it to be his last fight, following the recent death of his father, who was also his coach and mentor. He said, she didn't want me to fight without father, but I promised her it was going to be my last fight. And if I give my word, I have to follow this. It was my last fight here. He has had a tough run of injuries but was determined to make 2020 a special year, re-establish himself as one of the NFL's best players and lead the Browns back to the playoffs. But Odell Beckham Jr. won't get the chance. The NFL has been haunted by injuries in 2020 and Beckham is the latest star to leave the field of play. He has torn his ACL and is out for the remainder of the season. An MRI confirmed he sustained a torn knee ligament in the opening minutes of Sunday's 37-34 win over the Cincinnati Bengals. The NFL Players Association have taken action and calling on every team to switch all playing surfaces to natural grass. On Monday, they formally called upon team owners in an open letter citing the higher rates of injuries to players who are playing on artificial fields. I'd now like to welcome back to the studio Hong Kong women's sevens and 15s rugby player Lindsay Varty. Lindsay will be sharing more of his story and offering advice for success in sport. So Rowan, your brother played many times at the Hong Kong Sevens. Um, you said that he is the most influential person on your rugby career. Talk about that a little bit and how that actually looked for you as a sibling.
1: Yes, yeah, so I always watched him play rugby and I always admired the way that he would play and I very much admired the way that he's remained quite modest about his talents and his rugby um, career over the years. As I said, I used to watch him from the age of nine to 12. He was playing and I was just watching him the whole time. And then I joined too. So I when he's influential for me, I mean, he got me starting. Yeah, he encouraged me to keep going. And I always wanted to do what Rowan did. So when he joined the SI, it was like, oh, cool. The Sports Institute. I mean, um, I wanted to do it, too. And he's played at the Hong Kong Sevens, maybe 12, 13 times. I'm not sure. crazy. So it was always. I mean, I've been to the Sevens every single year of my life, minus one, even as a baby, my parents would take me because they were big fans as well. Um, So watching Rowan at the Sevens was always like the highlight of the year, it was the the coolest thing. So any opportunity for me to follow in his footsteps was always just exactly what I wanted to do, really.
0: Amazing. How do you see the the rest of your career playing out rugby-wise?
1: I'm really just enjoying playing social rugby right now, so after so many years of it being professional and very serious, I think I'm just really enjoying playing for USRC Tigers and having that fun, like sort of, the whole focus is just for fun, yeah. you know, and Hong Kong 15s is great because it keeps me um, sane as well because I get that slightly more serious element just enough,
0: you know? yeah, yeah, not too much. Yeah. You went to the World Cup in 2017, which must have been an amazing experience. I know you didn't play too much, but how was that for you and the team?
1: Oh, it was awesome, like for a Hong Kong team, particularly a female team to go, and um, it's the first Hong Kong team to ever appear at a Rugby World Cup, men or women, so- Huge achievement. Yeah, and it's just a huge privilege to be there. Um, yeah, I had a lot of difficulties with my shoulder, so I only played about 20 minutes, but I got to play against New Zealand, faced the Haka, and, yeah. you know, it was just such an incredible experience. And for, for the team as a whole, um, you know, we got pretty batted throughout the tournament, but it was just so incredible to be there and to be amongst all these people that we had admired and we sort of aspired to, to be amongst and, and, and watch and play against the best team in the whole world.
0: Yeah, you earned your spot there. It wasn't through luck, you, you earned it.
1: Yeah, we beat Fiji to, to qualify, which was an incredible moment. Yeah. Um, we were just all so happy when that happened and knowing that we were gonna to go to a World Cup was just incredible.
0: What was it like actually facing a hacker? How did you feel?
1: A mixture of terrified, but just a huge sense of privilege as well. And it just makes you think back to when you were young, when I was a you know, 12 year old girl, just learning to pass backwards, thinking of what that girl would think if I could, tol- could yeah. tell her that in however many years time, you'd be standing in front of the New Zealand Haka about to play against them at the World Cup. That's just an incredible moment. So you try to reflect on that. I just remember smiling to myself being like, Yes, I'm terrified, but, you know, how incredible is this?
0: Yeah. Well, that's a nice segue for us because lots of our listeners are teenagers. We like to get our guests to relate back to them and perhaps offer some advice. So, so yeah, talk to that 12-year-old Lindsay. Uh, and what would you say to her starting out her rugby career?
1: I mean, I think that sports is just a medium for life and all of life's difficulties and, and challenges, right? So if I look back at that little girl just learning to play, um, I think that... The effort that you put into things is so vital to what the outcome is that you want, right? Like my grandpa would always say to me, nothing great was achieved without endeavor. And I think that that was very poignant. Like if I could talk to that 12 year old girl, I would say, just keep keep doing it, keep pursuing your dream. Ne- nothing is gonna come immediately. You have to take little steps to get there. But as long as you love it and you remind yourself that you do it because you love it, that is the main thing. And you will get to where you wanna be because of the passion and hard work.
0: Yeah. Do you think you had aspirations at that age to go that far no. or did you just start because you liked rugby?
1: I just played because I liked rugby. And I think to this day, that's exactly why I still play because I enjoy playing. It's nothing about trying to achieve anything that's, you know, not the same for everyone, but I just play because I enjoy playing. And at that time, there was no professional setup for women. There was no full-time program for women, sevens or fifteens. I hadn't even heard of a Women's World Cup. I didn't even know it existed. I I literally just played because I enjoyed running around and tackling people. That was the only thing I cared about.
0: Yeah. What what did your teenage years look like then? You said you sort of played sport every day.
1: Yeah, I, I played sport a lot, but I was also pretty nerdy. So I worked really hard at school. I would stay after school to do... My homework real quick so that I could then go to training and yeah. not have to do homework really late at night. Um, Everyone listening,
0: that is a, a, the yeah. best tip we've ever had on the show. Do your homework immediately.
1: Well, it was just because normally my training would start at around six o'clock. So I would just stay after school, often have an extracurricular activity after school. So netball, hockey, whatever it may be. And then do my homework in the two hours I had before the next training started. Because often I had two different sports on the same night or I had under 19s training for rugby and then I had national training later so it was it was pretty hectic yeah but and then games on Friday afternoons and then sometimes games on Saturdays
0: Lindsay thank you very much for coming in today we are excited for the remainder of your journey and um, perhaps you'll play in one more ARC tournament we're rooting for you and thank you for parting your wisdom and your story with us today
1: thank you so much for having me and thank you for the good luck good job Hong Kong are you ready This is the hottest ticket in the
0: world right now. My hottest ticket in the world this week takes place in my very home country. Wales take on Scotland in their very delayed Six Nations finale, and there's nowhere else in the world I'd rather be. Good luck, Wales. That's it from me, team. Have a great, great weekend and I'll see you for your Sports Fix next week. Radio 3. Common Room with Alison Howe. Common Room with Alison Alison Howe. (sighs) up.